there, fitness enthusiasts and goal getters. Welcome to the 8020 Podcast, where we believe in breaking down the science of health and fitness while keeping it 20% lighthearted and fun. I'm your host, Coach Haley, the founder of Unstressed Athletics, a personal trainer, paramedic, and firefighter. In this podcast, we're going to explore the 80%, the hard facts, the science-backed strategies, and the proven methods that lead to success in health, fitness, and achieving your goals. But hey, we're not all about serious business here. We've reserved a solid 20% for the lighter side of things. Fun anecdotes, quirky stories, and maybe a few fitness jokes thrown in for good measure. Each week, I'm bringing in the experts, those who've mastered the art of healthy living, crushed their fitness goals, and have the knowledge to prove it. We're talking nutrition gurus, fitness pros, and goal-setting champions. Whether you're a seasoned gym goer or just getting started on your fitness journey, the 8020 Podcast has something for everyone. So join me every week as we unpack the 80%, have a laugh with the 20%, and collectively work towards a healthier, happier version of ourselves. Get ready to discover the perfect balance between science and smiles. This is the 8020 Podcast. Let's dive in. So today on the 8020, we have Andrea Rice, whom I know as kind of a mentor, run coach, and is at every single running event that I go to, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to tell me about yourself or any of the listeners, Andrea? Oh, well, just thank you so much, Haley, for having me on your podcast. It's always an honor to be on here to chat all things running. Um, and when you said uh, you see me at, at pretty much every running event you're a part of, I'm like, whoa, that likely means that I'm at a lot of running events because I know that you are someone who jumps into a lot of these things, too. So just really excited to be here to um yeah, talk about uh, talk about running and, and what that maybe has looked like for me and what I would offer people who are either getting started or are, are doing that um, as a part of their life right now. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, I think one of the coolest things about you is just, and I can relate to it a lot, is a lot of people don't really love running when they first get started. And I know for me, like, I'm one of those weird people that has always loved running and so it's crazy to me when people say they can't get out or they don't know how to get out or they don't even call themselves a runner. Uh, where do you find passion in running? Yeah, so I can really relate to that because I still remember the very first time I was like, OK, I'm going to put on a pair of running shoes and go running. And yeah, it was hard. It was not easy. Um, I think that's why I always say not everyone does this, but I also think the deciding to do it is probably the hardest part, if that makes sense. So if you can just wrap your mind around like, okay, I'm going to put my running shoes and I'm going to go out the door and go for a run, whether that's for 20 minutes or I'm going to run a minute, walk a minute, however you want to set it up for yourself. I think just the decision is sometimes the hardest part, but I mean, I think why I'm passionate about it has probably evolved, you know, a lot since I started. I've been in the game of running for a long time now. And um, like a lot of people, when I first started, my intentions were, geez, I need to do something to improve my fitness. Um, I was mm -hmm. finishing my university degrees at the time and had let that that part of my life really slip by the wayside, you know, my, my physical fitness, my physical health. And um, also didn't have a lot of, you know, disposable income at the time. So running was 
was cheap um, in terms of a lot of different sports. And so it was, was one of the ones that made the most sense to me. So, um, you know, that's, that's where it really started for me. And I think what I learned the longer I spent um, in the sport is also has just such an impact on my overall wellness, my mental wellness, my emotional wellness, my spiritual wellness. I really gather a lot from just being outside in nature. Um, It's the part of my day that I really look forward to the most, whether that's, you know, at 545 in the morning or, you know, at 6 p.m. in the evening after work, just that time to sort of breathe and and be in nature um, is what has kept me going. And then I would say most recently, it's this idea of I have learned the most about myself running. So just in that um, self-awareness or evolution of, of who I am as a human on this earth, like running is just the gift that keeps on giving in terms of like the lesson it has, the lessons it has gifted me, the community it's allowed me to connect with um, has been really impactful for me. So, you know, I, I, I always say runner's high is real, chasing it every day of my life. But I, I do think it is that... Um, that, you know, that self-awareness, that learning journey um, that continues to, to allow me to, to be out there and the people. Oh, my gosh, just the most wonderful people that I've connected with through running, it is, which I am so grateful for. Yeah, it's such a cool community to be able to, once you started going to a lot of these running events, seeing the same people over and mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah. Um, and I, I do have to applaud your consistency because you're always at these running events and you're always running like it's it's very cool there's not a lot of people um and i do aspire to be like that where if somebody asks to go for a run you're like yep 100 percent. let's go this is when i'm going come anytime i think that's really cool and really cool for new people getting into even fitness to see right because it is that consistency there is going to be times when the run is going to suck a little bit but it is worth it in the end right Yeah. And I appreciate you calling it consistency. Some people might call it obsession, but the word consistency is much nicer. And um, I mean, I have my own like big long-term vision for it. Like I always say when, when I'm 80 and my niece and nephew say to me, Hey auntie, do you want to go on this adventure? That I'm like, yeah, I I got that. I can do that. I can keep up with you. Um, No problem. Uh, And a part of that also is not just going to come through, you know, like running crazy distances or crazy miles, but it is a balance. Um, But you know, running is one of the ways that I, I look after, I look after myself the most, um, um, in the journey. So I love that. That's really cool. And it it is funny. That is how I approach a lot of my fitness stuff as well. Um, just looking backwards, I think it's so important when you're younger to be planning for those last years of your life. How do you want to feel? What do you want to do? Because what you do now actually does matter to that. Right. I know we're all going to get there one day. Pardon? We're all going to get there one day. <laughs> yes, totally. But uh, you can see a stark difference in those that are moving and running or having that physical activity in their lives. Yeah. Um, so I guess, how do you go about coaching runners? Um, is it different for everybody? Uh, I know there's a huge diversity in fitness levels and running levels. So how do you tackle that? Yeah. So I think two different things. So, um, through my business, which is start line run coaching, I've got a a group component to that. And then we are, I also have one-on-one coaching. So why don't you just break down what start line is to start with? Cause that's a pretty cool venture. 
Yes, thank you for for saying that. I should probably tell people a little a little bit about that. So Startline um, is my run coaching business located here in Edmonton, Alberta. Um, I started it in partnership with um, my friend Kara, who is also a really passionate runner here in the Edmonton community, and. One of the things that we really noticed and we felt there was a big gap is there's not a lot of places for people to go who want to learn to run. And I'm talking about people that are like coming from zero, like I've actually never physically gone running or I did that like 10 years ago. And then, you know, I have a busy job, kids, like things got in the way. I haven't done it in a really long time. There are so many yeah, there's so many places to go if you already run. You can jump in with this running crew or like this organization. And I actually think it's really intimidating um, to show up as a beginner. If you show up to a running crew and everyone's talking about the race that they're training for, or this is their half marathon PR that they're trying to, to beat. And you're in your head thinking like, I pulled my running shoes out of the closet that haven't seen any action in like 15 years or 10 years. And like, I really don't know what this is going to look like or be like for me. So our goal was to create programming for an absolute beginner. So taking someone who had no experience with running, um, our first program was a learn to run 5k, um, where we were like, you know, how do we get people to run a continuous 5k? Um, so we have learn to run 5k, learn to run 10k, um, and also, uh, what we call 10k plus, which is for people that have maybe run a 10k or two, and now they want to get a little bit faster at that distance. Um, and then we also have half marathon training. And the cool thing about it is we really got pulled into all those things. Like we were always like, we'll just stay with learn to run 5k. That's perfect. But then Mm -hmm. our 5k runners would say, but we now want to run 10k. So can you like make make a plan like make a group for us to 10k? It's like okay, sure. And then we'd have people come through 10k one time, and they were like, "We'll just sign up for 10k again." We're we just like coming. So then it was yeah. like, okay, so now we have a need for like a different kind of 10k training. And then our 10k runners would say or said to us, "We all want to do a half marathon. So can you make a group for us to do a half marathon?" So it's really pulled us along. Um, so the group programming, what I would say about it is there's not going to be like an individual program. Of course, there are always individual needs within the program, um, which we're happy to talk with people, but, um, we run a weekly group workout together on Tuesdays. We, um, there's myself, Kara, and one other coach named Krista who supports the group through their programming and then two homework runs that you do on your own during the week. And hopefully maybe with some new running friends that you met in your running group that signed up at the same time. Um, And then I also do a little bit of one-on-one run coaching. Um, And what I would say about... Just to back up a little bit. So with Startline, you get three programmed runs a week, one with a coach. Yes. One of three coaches. Yes. (laughs) Um, Okay, perfect. And um, it's their 10 weeks. So learn to run 5K where we take people literally from one minute run, one minute walk, all the way to a continuous 5k, um, which is incredible because no one believes that they're going to do it, even though we know they're going to do it. Right. Um, So I I see the same thing with like my weightlifting stuff, right? Um, It's the exact same barriers. And it's so empowering to see people actually make goals that they did not believe they could do themselves. Right. 
I'm sure because I, I think the really important thing about that is I always say like, because you just proved to yourself that you did can do this, what else is possible in your life? Yeah. So I always say it's really not about the running. That's like the outer layer of the onion. Like we really work on like, what is your intention? Why are you here? We know what your goal is. You're, you signed up to like run a continuous 5k. So that's the goal, but that's not why you decided to do that do this. There's a, a bigger meaning in this for you. And we really work to have people connected to that. Um, because when it gets hard, you need that you need to understand, you know, why I'm doing this. Yeah. Um, and you know, we don't want you to stop at 5k. We want you to, you know, keep going. And, you know, I always say like, if you run a 5k and then a 10k and then a marathon, that does not matter to me. It's like the daily practice of something that, um, allows you to have a really big life is what's important. Yeah, and totally. I think that comes from the possibility of like believing because I did this, what else can I do? Oh, I completely agree with that. Tell me a little bit about your one-on-one -on -one coaching then. So do people from Startline often come into your one-on-one -on -one coaching from there just because they love sometimes. you so much? <laughs> yeah, sometimes, but also sometimes not. Um, I think the beauty of group coaching is you not only have the support of a coach you have the support of a community which i also think is really important like people that are like oh hey we missed you last week it's like someone noticed that you weren't there and not from a place of like shaming people but like we just noticed you weren't here we're glad you're here this week you know whether it was because your kid was sick you had to work late i mean there's there's lots of reasons right so um you know, sometimes people move into one-on-one -on -one coaching because they, they create different goals for themselves in running. Um, yeah. and sometimes it's just like random people in the community that I've met in adventures that will ask if I'm taking, um, one-on-one -on -one clients. So don't take a lot of one-on-one -on -one clients, um, yeah. just, uh, because of bandwidth. And mm -hmm. what's really important to me is the people that do come to me from one-on-one -on -one coaching, like, they understand that um, I, I, you know, we're going to work together in a certain way. So um, I really uh, enjoy working with athletes who are interested in not only the running piece, but like the mindset piece and like, what else is this bringing to my life and what else is this really about? So again, like looking at like the running piece is just sort of the outside of the layer yeah. uh, or the outside layer of this whole adventure, as I like to say. So and some runners don't want that. They're like, no, I just want to run a fast half marathon. And I'm like, amazing. I have several coaches I can suggest for you that I think would be the right fit. So I do spend a lot of time um, upfront with athletes to understand, like, what are they actually looking for in a coach? Am I the right fit to help them to get there? Um, and, you know, I think that's, uh, I think that's just so important um, to have that, that, that synergy or that, um, that upfront alignment and, you know, it's what almost are we like, here together? It's almost a commitment from both parties. Right. Mm -hmm. And then an alignment in goals. Um, mm -hmm. you're looking at the one-on-one, -on -one, uh, coaching, typically people are coming probably for a distance or a time I would guess. Yes. Yes. Um, Lots of the times. So, yeah. So if those were the two like main goals that you see, how do you break those down for people or what, what can people focus on? Um, just in their own lives, if they're listening to be able to improve either distance or time. I mean, I always say just run more, <laughs> but, uh, I'm sure you yeah. can narrow it down a little bit. I mean, that's probably like an entire podcast in its own right. But I feel, I think like high level, what I would say about it is just like the specificity 
Like yeah. if you want to get faster over distance. So for example, I have a client right now who has um, some bold goals in the 10K. She wants to get faster at the 10K. Um, so a lot of what we talk about is ye, if you want to get fast at the 10 K, you're going to be prepared to be real and comfortable for 45 minutes of running. It's yeah. not like, okay, it's going to feel good for, you know, 40 minutes and then it will hurt at the end. It's like, no, no. it's probably going to hurt for a, a large part of that. <laughs> so, you know, it's the practice of, of being uncomfortable and like really working, um, speed power um to get to get faster over distance um and then for people i would say that are looking to just go longer a lot of that is at the start just like time on your feet right you know you've trained for endurance events um mm -hmm. if you're going to be out there for a half marathon or a marathon or even some people if they're like i've never run a 10k that's a long way to go we focus on more uh building aerobic capacity um, and just, you know, time, time on feet. So time out there, um, you know, practicing what it's like to be, uh, in that zone two, um, specific, uh, area of cardio, um, or cardiovascular fitness. So, um, you can go the distance. I like what you said about being uncomfortable. I mean, we do train a lot of firefighters and it, and even new, new runners, I think too, um, it's just a new, and it's yeah. getting used to being uncomfortable. Okay. That you're uncomfortable right now. You can stay there. Um, it doesn't feel great, obviously, but it yeah. is a different mindset. Right. And so I think that is really important to touch on, especially with running. Cause I mean, when you're running a full marathon, I noticed, especially for me, like it is uncomfortable at the end. It's never really, I never got to the point where it was a comfortable feeling people ask all the time like does it does a marathon is it ever have you ever felt it be easy and i'm like no <laughs> yeah <laughs> running for 42 kilometers is not necessarily easy and um i mean you make it something... look really easy so oh. that's one thing <laughs> i think that's something i i i listened to a woman she's an ultra marathoner her name is uh courtney dewalter and one of the things she says it's like not about learning to survive in the pain cave. She's like, I'm going in there to make it bigger because she's like, it is yeah. going to be uncomfortable. So I like need to make it bigger, you know, versus understanding that like, okay, like here it comes and I'm just going to survive this. It's like, no, you're going to make it bigger and like be in there for longer. And, and to your point, teaching yourself that like, you'll be okay. Like, yeah, you'll be okay through the discomfort and like, you'll, you'll learn to, to come through it. Does it go away? No, but like you learn how to, um, how to be with it. And I think that's an important metaphor for life because there is so many things in life that we're all going to go through that are, is going to be uncomfortable. Um, yeah. and identifying and knowing that like, this isn't permanent, I think is so important. Yeah, I remember my, I think my like grade 11 cross country run coach would always say, just put the pain in your back pocket for later. Um, and I always think about that when I get to those situations. Um, do you ever do any like nutrition advice with any of your coaching or what's your approach with nutrition with running? Do you have any insight into that? Okay. So two things I would say about that. One is I am not like a certified nutrition coach or expert. So I really encourage people if that needs to be a part of their journey, there's lots of ways they can look at that. Um, I know my, um, my naturopath 
Dr. Botsford here in Edmonton has been really helpful with me in terms of like, okay, like, you know, we probably need to look at this just based on the amount of activity you're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's many like talented people in the world of nutrition. For me personally, I mean, a lot of it is like, am I eating enough? Like just you know, training for, for this level of, um, endurance athletics, especially as like a busy human with a lot on the go, it's like, am I eating enough? Um, I think is the most important question I ask myself. I'm not someone who's like really big on like recording my food or like my grams of protein, or did I get enough carbohydrate, you know, pre pre pre-workout, but an awareness of that is really important. So, um, especially at this age, I'm, you know, trying to do a better job of making sure I get enough protein for recovery, uh, for sure. So again, I'm not measuring it. I'm not calculating it, but it is like a, like, okay, right. Like, have I had protein with everything I've, I've eaten today? Um, those things. And I've started to work a little bit harder on, fueling for my runs through carbohydrates, um, just from a place of like, I used to do a lot of fasted cardio. So, cause I ran in the morning, I would always prioritize yeah. sleep over food. Like yeah, I want to yeah. sleep as long as possible. And so I will not eat because I'm going to roll into my running clothes and out the door. Yeah. And I don't do that anymore. Um, even if it's a little bit, I try to have something in me, um, usually bananas and some or banana and some graham crackers before I run, just to, again, make sure that I'm trying to be more conscious of, of how I'm, how I'm feeling for the, for the long run. Yeah. Yeah. We always just say like carbs for performance, right? Um, So you can train fasted, especially if you eat the night before, but ideally for performance, it's not great. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Especially for you, because number one, you don't have a lot of body fat stores on you already. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and then true. on top of that time on feet and then I would say you're a pretty metabolically active person as well um what do you what is your approach to cross training or what do you do other than running to help yeah um I am like very committed to my once a week yoga practice uh, minimum so for sure I go to yoga once a week um sometimes I try to get there twice I do that because truthfully, it just makes my body feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I notice that because I typically, you know, yoga on Monday and then run uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I always feel just better physically on my runs if I've if I've gone to yoga. Uh, yeah. So that that once a week yoga practice minimum is for sure really important to me. It's also where I definitely get a lot of strength training from for sure. So like the power side of yoga. Um, in the summer, I swim a lot. Um, not much of a pool swimmer, unless it could be an outdoor swimmer, which of course is hard when we live in Canada in the winter, but, um, I really enjoy the open, open water lake swimming. So I try to do a lot of that. Um, and I do a lot of, um, more, I would say like mobility style strength work. So my chiropractor, Dr. Kara from kinetic living in, in Edmonton has been really instrumental in like, Andrea, you don't need more chiropractic care. You need to do your strength and mobility work I've given you, yeah. um, which I'm like, yes, yes, of course. Um, and I do like a once weekly, like I have one day a week of strength training um, where I'm doing, um, yeah, like a lot of like posterior chain, like working on like hamstrings and things like that, that um, get you off your quads get. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking off my quads, but also like, 
um, lateral movements versus that's like, what I was, you know, yeah, that's what I was just going to bring up actually is just yeah. for any runners, like you're in such a forward back motion, getting those lateral movements is so important for the injury prevention side of things. Like even if you're doing any trail running or if you hit a rock wrong or something like that, just the ability to bounce back from that yes. back and forth. Right. So that's and I, I feel lucky that I enjoy a lot of that stuff anyway. Like that. I, I like that. Um, right now my coach has me like strength and mobility is in my plan every single day. It's not, yeah. it's like, um, a 10 to 15 minute routine. So she's yeah. like, if you do it great, if you don't, but she's like, try think of it as like, this is your, you know, making deposits in the bank of like preventing injury, um, and, yeah. and being in it for the long haul. So I would say those are the, those are the main things. Um, those are the main things. Okay. Well, we're almost out of time, but we'll just finish maybe off with if you have any 2024 goals, because it is coming up to the new year. So yeah, you that you want to share. I know sometimes it is scary to share. Big oh, yeah. goals if no. you have any, but um, if there's one thing I could leave people with, it's like share your goals boldly. You know, there's always people out in the universe that will help you achieve them. So I'm a, I'm a believer in sharing. So yeah, I have a couple running specific. Um, I'm going to run two marathons this year. So I have not done that in a really long time. Um, I, I ran a marathon in 2023 after my last marathon, if you can believe it was in 2018, like I planned to take a little hiatus and then of course the pandemic hit. So it was a longer <laughs> hiatus than expected. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I ran one last year and was like, okay, yes, I still like this. So that's good. Um, so this year I'm planning two marathons, uh, uh, April, end of April will be the Eugene marathon in Oregon. And my goal for that is to run fast. I don't know yet what my time goal is. Um, doing some, like, I started early with my coach. So I think we'll get there with a, a realistic time goal, but not a realistic, like a challenging time goal, but one that makes sense in the overall landscape can, of things. Yeah. You want it to be a challenge, but also achievable, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and then I have a goal to run the Berlin marathon in September, which would be my first overseas major. So there are six world majors in the marathon world. Um, Boston, Chicago, New York, Tokyo, London, and Berlin. And I have all three North American ones. So we're taking it overseas. Um, but I applied to get into that one and I'll actually find out next week if I even got in. So I, oh I my qualified, gosh. but I had well, I'll, put it out to the, it. I'll put it out to the universe for you. That's so cool. I really hope you get to do that one. That's yeah, me too. me too. That one won't be like, a, I will call that one like the icing on the cake marathon. Like I would, won't yeah. be as concerned with like how fast I'm running it. To me, the majors are really for experience and I really want to be able to just like take it enjoy. all in and enjoy it. Um, really just, you know, be a, be a part of, of what happens on those, at, at those big races. So yeah. And enjoy the culture and the place there too, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Food, so like thank everything. you for fingers crossed. I have my fingers and toes yeah. crossed, but yeah, I should find out next week about that one. If I, if I made it in or not. That's so amazing. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Um, no, uh, just very grateful, Haley, to be here uh, and sharing a little bit about running, why I love it. Um, really just an encouragement to anyone who's listening. If you've ever thought, what about running? And you thought like, I can't do it. Like I am your like champion from afar. You can do it. 
And I always say, be careful. It just might change your life. It's really changed mine. Um, so, you know, uh, I always say, even if it's not running, find the thing that really lights you up and, and, you know, build community around it, be in it. Um, you just never know where, where it might take you. So, yes. um, people can always find me on Instagram, um, uh, start line and my own personal. Um, and if anyone ever had any questions, I'm always, always happy to help. Definitely. And we'll put your start line Instagram in the, and your personal Instagram in the notes. All right. Well, I'm going to sign off then have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you again. And we'll keep our fingers crossed for Berlin. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. Bye Andrea. Bye. And that wraps up another episode of the 8020 podcast. A huge thank you to our incredible guests who bring the expertise and insights to the table every time. They're the real MVPs of the 8020 podcast. If you loved what you heard today, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And hey, if you have any burning questions or topics you'd like us to cover, please reach out. Remember, health and fitness are journeys, not destinations. So whether you're hitting the gym, going for a run, or just taking a moment to stretch, keep that 80-20 balance in mind. As we sign off, stay fit, stay focused, and keep that smile on your face. This is Coach Haley signing out from the 80-20 podcast. Until next time.